welcome to Mother of Abundance, the place where ambitious, caring mothers can find information on how to live your best life. So whether you're a mother who's growing a business, climbing the corporate ladder, studying for a qualification or an at-home mother while striving to be the best you can be, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Zena Gooding Broderick. you here. This episode we're going to focus on effectiveness. In the book I mentioned in our 15 tips, keeping your workspace clutter-free, reducing the use of paper as much as possible, creating systems for your home and your business, outsourcing tasks. We're going to go through some of those, not, not one by one, but just briefly the importance of having an effective system that, and again, I'm going to express the importance that it needs to work for you. Think about your personality type when you are putting these systems into place. There's no point in you setting up these systems to reflect somebody that you're really not. If you're trying to become better, then make sure that you put processes in that will help that rather than putting steps in that's going to frustrate you and encourage you to give up. That's not the point. We want to make sure that you're happy in the things that you do. That doesn't mean that you're not going to face frustration because like I say, I'm keeping it real. There is a learning process and that can be hard. But as long as you know that's going to happen, you can manage that expectation So keeping your workspace clear of clutter, clear it off after you've finished working. At the moment, my workspace is the dining table. So I make sure that the the dining table is nice and clean, clear of clutter. When I finish, it's just my laptop. So I just fold it up, put everything away into my rucksack. But I do not like to have clutter. And I recommend that you declutter your space if you're a clutter bug. And just see what that's like for you. Reducing your use of paper. Now, this is a big one for me. Some people like to have a hard copy notebook and that's absolutely fine. But what I don't think is a good idea is you having scattered bits of A4 paper, bits and pieces here and there that are really difficult for you to put your hands on when you need them. That doesn't encourage a healthy work space. It in fact encourages confusion. In my long experience in working in situations where I needed to organise myself and also organise others, in a former life I was a temp for a really long time and I used to do administrative temping and secretarial temping. I even started learning shorthand which probably doesn't even exist anymore but that's how long ago, (laughs) that is how long ago I started working in roles where I needed to be organized. I mean, I even learned to type on a typewriter rather than learning to type on a computer or anything like that. I don't know if typewriters are even in existence anymore, except in people's attics or cellars 
covered in dust and a dust sheet. But this is what I'm saying. I've been in roles where I've needed to be organised for myself and for others for a really long time. And having bits of paper lying around has never helped anybody in my experience. If you are going to have paper, loose sheets of paper, make sure that you have a filing system that keeps your data and other people's data safe. This is one of the reasons why I prefer just typing everything straight onto a computer. And I know that it's locked down and safe with the amount of passwords that I have to keep my information safe from prying eyes and from people who would like to do something awful with that data. I have mentioned and will continue to mention the importance of creating systems for your home and business. Those systems need to be focused on you, your children's life, your husband's life, your friend's life, your, your, and I'm talking about engaging with friends, making time to engage with friends, not copying friends and trying to imitate their lifestyle, but more so with systems that reflect your lifestyle and will help improve your lifestyle rather than systems that will make your life a drudgery. Please take everything possible into consideration to make your lifestyle better, not worse. Outsourcing tasks. This is a huge favourite of mine. Throughout my life, on and off, I've had a cleaner. If you really want to have one, I would say make space to get one. If you've got administrative tasks that you'd like to outsource and that's open for you, consider getting a virtual assistant or a PA in your business if you don't already have one or an administrator in your business. In my funeral business, for a long time, my husband and I were chief cook and bottle washers. We did absolutely everything from cleaning the funeral parlour to doing the bookkeeping. I mean, absolutely everything. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a good move. It really wasn't. We did that until we felt we were in a position to be able to get a cleaner in. We did that quick, sharp. And also we got bookkeeper and I think an accountant. I still kept a strong eye on the bookkeeping, but moved that task over to somebody else as soon as we were able and that was viable. If it's possible in your business to outsource things, I would say do that as soon as possible. When I took part in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses program, that was one of the first things that they said, outsource the tasks that help you to remain focused on growing your business or putting in business systems. If you're distracted by tasks that are not focused on growth, then you really need to think about outsourcing those tasks more appropriately. So yes, definitely I'm a huge fan for outsourcing. Paying attention to business tasks during your business time. Now this is a tricky one. When you are growing your business, you might find that every single hour is a business hour. This is not sustainable. If you are going to do that, it has to be for the short term and you need to plan for that and you need to plan for a break, a big break, because we don't do burnout. We don't do overwhelm. We do overall health and well-being 
balanced health and well-being. That's what our focus needs to be. So if you know that you're working all the hours that God sends, that has to be for a finite period of time for a specific project only. It cannot be your long-term working style. It does not work for you. It does not work for your children, your family, your loved ones. And it doesn't work well for your business either. You have to set a good example for your children, not to be burning the candle at both ends. And if you are, you need to be able to say, this is only for the project and it's going to be ending at this point in time. And then things are going to go back to a better version of normal if possible. And also the idea is that you're setting your employees a good example too, because you hopefully you're going to be grooming them for management, grooming them to work up through the ranks. You need to show them that that is a job to aspire for, not one to say, hell no, I do not want to be working like that, no matter how much somebody pays me. So remember, keep things in focus, keep balance. Be And one way to do that is devote yourself to one task at a time. That will help you keep focus and you'll be able to take your tasks off one by one. I've tried the whole multitasking thing. Hmm, it does work, but it's not efficient. That's what I would say about that. I, I have been known to multitask and I know a lot of you are multitasking because you might have to. You might be, I don't know, reading your emails whilst you're bouncing a baby on your lap. You might be cooking whilst listening to a podcast. Now I do that, I, I, but I call that habit stacking. I do those kind of things. I do menial things whilst learning. And I suppose some of you might call that multitasking. I'm not sure. But what I wouldn't try doing is reading and answering emails whilst you're supposed to be in a Zoom meeting or whilst you're supposed to be listening to a Zoom conference. That I do not recommend at all. If you're in that conference, if you're in that meeting, focus on that meeting. If the only way that you can focus is by taking notes, whether that's sketch notes or mind mapping or linear notes, whatever it is, do that to stay focused on what's being said and what you're supposed to be picking up and learning. Now, I am a huge fan of the Pomodoro technique. I work in phases and then at the end of that phase, I will go for a break, whether that's doing some yoga stretches, making a cup of tea, having a, a comfort break. No matter what, that alarm goes off, I will try and switch off. Now, I say try and switch off. Sometimes I'm flowing. I might work through, but it has to be that same task because otherwise I can be like a butterfly flitting from task to task and not stopping to actually taste the nectar of that task. It doesn't get done or it just passes its usefulness date and I move on to a different type of task altogether. Closed door periods of time. I'm having one of those right now. I'm just recording my podcast. There are three other people in the house. My three sons are in the house at the moment. I haven't even told them. One of my sons is kind of 
he's verging on the nocturnal anyway. He's the eldest and he does a lot of recording and things later on in the evening. I know that he was working on building a website, so I don't expect to see him at this time in the morning. My youngest son has already been down, downstairs where I'm, I'm recording in the front room. And he asked me a question. I paused the recording and I just reminded him that I'm, I'm recording, but I'm going to, I've almost finished this episode and then I'm going to spend some quality time with him. Cause as I said, it's during the school holidays now. So I'll finish this task and then I'll go ahead and spend some quality time with him. But for now, this is my closed door period. So I'll, I'll wrap up this podcast when I'm ready and then I will go out and see to my other family members. There is my other son and he's probably studying Mandarin or something like that. He's a student and that's one of the, the core aspects of his degree. So for me, this is me time. It's definitely a time for me to focus on this particular task. I am not trying to write any notes. It's all about getting this message out as clearly as possible for you. And for that, I need to be focused one task only. Do productivity checks. Yes, I think it's really good for you to make sure that you have something there to to work out whether you are being as productive as you think you're being. For me, it's just ticking things off, asking myself the question, have I really done what I wanted to do today? I highly recommend that as a quick tip. Getting lost in multitasking, I've already covered that. It's not recommended. And generating a growing sense of optimism. Oh my goodness. There's nothing like working towards a task whilst being optimistic about it. You will come across problems, but understand that's just part of the learning curve. It can be difficult and it can be like your head is breaking. When you're setting about a new task, there is growth in there and growth can make us really uncomfortable. Please don't let that put you off. It's just part of the task. Recognize when it happens. Ah, this is feeling like my brain's breaking a little bit. then I'm clearly learning something new. I've just got to stick with it. I've just got to work through it. And then before you know it, you'll be an expert in that task. But we go through that growth bit first of all. So mitigate that. I'm I'm hoping you're going to mitigate the risk that the growth bit will be so off-putting to you that you give up. Don't give up. Work through it understand what it is, that discomfort is growth, that discomfort is part of the learning curve. Once you get through that, I promise you things will be easier for you. Build your career around your passion. I cannot stress this enough. I know in school we're sort of taught to stick with things either that we're good at or with things that will earn you a good income. I say try and do both. And if what you're good at doesn't bring in a good income, do things on the side like buy property, have a few buy-to-let mortgages, work towards that first of all, so that you can just focus on the things you enjoy doing and make money from that or don't make money from that. 
however you work it, you've secured an income. So you're still getting the best of both worlds and you're enjoying a fulfilling life. And remember, that has to be the goal. Now, I'm not going to go through the rest. We've talked about scheduling your most challenging work during your prime time. Well, for some of us, we're not really sure when the prime time is. Sometimes my prime time is first thing in the morning. and Sometimes my prime time is last thing at night. So I might do my big chunks of work early in the morning and I really do the tasks I don't like first of all because I'm I like to get that over and done with and focus on the joy aspect of my life and make that the big part of my day so and if I don't like something I chunk it down and make it even smaller as small as possible and then I can be really happy that I'm ticking those things off and I can see that I'm making progress but if it's challenging Yep, I try and get that over first thing. I try to make sure that I can see the progress that I'm making. And I recommend that you do that too, or find a workable way of doing it in a way that suits your personality type and your family situation. Incorporating a reward system for a job well done. Well, I'm part of a mastermind group and we definitely do business tasks but we're sister friends as well. We're really tight and really close. And I think that our mastermind group has been going for over a year now. And in fact, I reckon that I should check exactly when we got together because we've got a celebration coming up. We really need to celebrate being in this mastermind group for the length of time we've been in. We actually set aside time to celebrate our tasks every single week. So we talk about what we've done. We might even have a glass of wine while we're celebrating. It's fantastic, actually. I can't recommend a mastermind group highly enough to you ladies because it's just so helpful. The mastermind group that I'm in, we we all happen to be mothers and that may or may not be important to you. I know that I don't need to be in a in a mastermind group with mothers. They just need to be ambitious people who understand my way of working and who encourage me. And there's a lot to be gained from people who are not necessarily mothers, but understand and support you, which is one of the reasons that I dedicated this book. In addition to my mother and my sister, I also dedicated to the book not only to ambitious mothers everywhere, but to those people who support us on our journey. They're not necessarily mothers, even if they are women. And it's about being around people who support you along your journey and who can help you celebrate so that you're celebrating with people who are going to help you raise yourself up instead of people who are going to throw a spanner in the works and demotivate you and even question why you're bothering what you're trying to attempt to do. So that brings us to the end of the effectiveness session. But I would like to know if there's anything you would add to those 15 items of effectiveness. If you have, if some of those methods don't work for you, or if you've got a different spin on effectiveness altogether, or if these if you found these helpful, whatever, I would love to hear from you. I'm going to put a link to 
the Mother of Abundance website for this particular episode where you will be able to put in your feedback. And I would love that feedback. And even if you've got questions, I would love to hear your questions too. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Mother of Abundance podcast with your host, Zena Gooding Broderick. Sign up at motherofabundance.com for your free copy of the Planning Your Best Life and Living It Every Day workbook. See you on the next episode.